providentially we have this story of healing in the gospel today um, as we celebrate uh, this white mass where the uh, Catholic Medical Association, um, through their generosity, have organized this uh, event and some hospitality after mass for those interested um, to kind of pray through the intercession of St. Luke, their patron, um, who we celebrated his feast day uh, earlier in the week, um, to be witnesses to Christ's healing in the world through the medical profession especially. Um, so we bless them at the end of Mass here today, and we, we thank them for being here. Um, reminds me of a, a, a priest that was very well revered at the seminary, had a few watchwords uh, that he would just kind of repeat throughout his lectures and stuff like that. He would all of a sudden stop and just say some, some truth, some axiom that you just must believe as a Christian. Uh, and he would repeat them over and over again so that they stuck in our hearts and minds, which it worked. One that he would often say is, God is in his world for healing. God is in his world for healing. Why God manifests his presence ever is for restoration, for health and wholeness, to put together what was broken, to heal us. And so it's no wonder that we see that throughout the Gospels. Wherever Jesus goes, power just flows out of him. Like someone with a hemorrhage for years and years, uh, that she goes and pays bunches, a bunch of doctors who are all charlatans apparently because they took her money and didn't help her. But she just touches the hem of Jesus' garment and is, is healed. Um, so in this gospel today, Bartimaeus, um, this pitiable, pitiable beggar who cannot see, out on the road outside of Jericho, Jesus is walking by, throngs of people following him. He's on his way to Jerusalem for the last time, by the way. This is the trip where he's going to go into the temple, flip over tables, you know, make a, a fuss, and they're going to say, we're done with you. Crucify him. He's going to go to the belly of the beast to, to die for sin, for the ultimate healing that the world needs, um, to get to the root of our alienation from God and our corruption, which is our resistance to God's will. He's going to that place, and he's very steadfast. If you read the Gospel of Mark, he's just going there. That's his mission. That's why he's come. God is in his world for healing and all the way. And he's going to cut out the cancer all the way. But even though he's, he's so, you know, I would feel like if I were Bartimaeus to just see Jesus's face, of course, I can't see him, but to, to know that Jesus is on his way, he's like an intimidating guy. You know, he's not so nice when people resist his will or resist that healing. You know, when the Pharisees say like, "Ah, I don't think you should be healing on the Sabbath. It kind of drives Jesus crazy. This is why I'm here. Um, And yet he takes time with this beggar. They all say, shut up. Stop talking. Jesus is busy. He's on his way somewhere. And he just keeps shouting out. He perseveres. Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. And Jesus says, call him. And he goes and his faith saves him. Jesus takes the time with this, uh, with this broken man, this sick man, this blind man, and gives him what he's looking for. St. Therese of Lisieux, there's a, a story of her. She was very sick. She died when she was 24 of tuberculosis. She was sick, and at one point she was walking around the garden with one of her sisters. Actually, I think it was Mother Agnes, her mother superior. She was a Carmelite nun in France in the 1800s. Um, and she saw this hen. They had chickens. She saw this hen with her chicks under her wings. And um, 
she could see, her sister could see that she was crying. Therese was crying. And she said, what, what's, why are you crying? She goes, I can't talk right now. I'm too deeply touched. It's a very Therese thing to say. And uh, later on that night, she explained that um, the Lord himself used this metaphor to describe how he feels towards his people. How, like a hen gathers her brood and shelters her, shelters them under her wings, so I've longed to gather you, Israel. You know, that I want to shelter you. I want to hold you. I want to gather you together. You dispersed tribes, you broken people to make you whole again. And she said, I saw how God has done that for me my whole life. How he sheltered me in the shadow of his wings. And it just made her heart burst with joy. Um, I wonder if sometimes like Bartimaeus, we might not persevere. A, maybe because we're intimidated because Jesus is kind of, what if he were to look at you and say, what do you want me to do for you? Would you be ready for that question? And if he did what you asked, then you'd be like, have to follow him like Bartimaeus does. And like, where's he going? He's going to Jerusalem. So A, you, you know, like, that healing might cost me something. So I'm not, I'm not so sure I want Jesus' undivided attention. So I just kind of wallow in my blindness or my sickness or my sin. Or I just don't think he has time for me. Jesus is busy. What, how could I matter to God? But that's the whole revelation of Christ, is that even in this moment where he's on his ultimate mission, he knows it's going to cost him his life. Jesus is so abundantly generous. He's God incarnate. He is love made flesh. There's no limit. It's not like, oh, he doesn't have time for me. He's, he's busy doing other things. That's, that's a category mistake, as they say in philosophy. He's infinite. There's no, he's too busy. He looks at each and every one of us, and he, he knows the cry of our heart, our deepest desire, sometimes better than we know it ourselves. He's longing to gather us under the shelter of his wings. So if there's any of those feelings or, or um, deceptions that we've fallen for, that A, I'm better off sick than going to Jesus, that he, he might heal me, but then I'm going to have to do something I don't want to do. Like, Forget that, jettison that. The healing is worth it. Or he doesn't want to heal me. That's also baloney. It's just not true. God is in his world for healing. Um, and so can we trust that? Can we accept that? Um, hear him walking by and say, he wants to give me something. Um, it's not the limit of his power. It's not his power that limits my healing. It's my willingness, my faith to go to him and ask. Um, 